you whistle along, I whistle along. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rocky Mountain Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Bringhurst, and today we are going to be talking about peace, joy, and finding meaning in turbulent times. But first, I want to talk about something that kind of was funny that happened to me at the time was not so funny because I was really getting frustrated. So I'm pretty familiar with the program I use to record my podcast. I've used Audacity for a number of years, never for podcasting. This is the first time I've ever done a podcast. I have used Audacity for uh, voice recordings, and uh, if we've been asked to sing and record something, I've done that. And I've used it for videos and the audio for videos and and different things, just uh, music editing, but never for podcasting. But anyway, pretty familiar with Audacity. I'm not uh, a sound engineer. I'm not an expert. On the last episode, I... (laughs) I had recorded the episode and went to listen to it, and it sounded <laughs> like slow motion. That's, I think that's what you'd call it. You know, hello. In fact, let me let me let you listen to how it sounded. Hello, and welcome to the Rocky Mountain Sunshine Podcast. I am Jason Bringhurst, and I will be your host. So, like, now I'm cracking up over this, right? But I was getting really frustrated (laughs) when I was trying to figure out why is my voice, like, in slow motion. I couldn't figure it out. I was checking all of my settings. Everything was just exactly the same as it's always been. I hadn't changed any settings. So it took me a while to figure out how to fix it. And so I ended up not re-recording, but just speeding up the speed much faster than normally it would be played back and then cutting it and doing some editing to try and get it to sound like my regular voice. So anyway, that was not too fun last week. When I first hit play, this was going through my mind. No! So I hope that I've got that all figured out and that I'm playing at a normal speed now. Sometimes people will speed up podcasts. I do that quite often to listen through more podcasts, uh, but you don't want it to sound too fast. Um, you still want to be able to, to understand what people are saying. Quite often people you know, speak at a slower speed than they need to for you to understand them. So you might be listening to this at a faster speed than normal, but <laughs> that part uh, will probably not sound right as you listen to the slow motion of Jason Bringhurst saying, Welcome to the Rocky Mountain Sunshine Podcast. I can't even imitate it. It was so bad. It was so frustrating. Okay, so there you have it. The speed of the audio. That apparently has a lot to do with podcasts. I've been watching all types of YouTube videos, trying to learn as much as I can about podcasting, because I have never done a podcast before. I've talked to some of my friends, uh, Nick Galetti and Sean Rapier, who have had uh, many podcasts. And Sean Rapier has been doing Sharing Time with Facebook Live and then also doing a podcast with uh, Sharing Time. And him and Ken Craig, they're hilarious. You need to check them out. My friend Nick Galetti also has helped me and given me advice, and he has done several podcasts, most recently the LDS Mission Cast. And he's trained as an audio engineer, so he knows things to look for and and gives me uh, some great tips on trying to help this podcast sound a little better than it would otherwise. Hopefully the podcasts are improving for better or for worse. You still get me. Today, I wanted to talk about peace, joy, 
and meaning in turbulent times. Uh, one of the things that I enjoy besides podcasts is also listening or reading books. This particular book I had read before, and I wanted to listen to it in an audiobook just to refresh my memory. So this book called Man's Search for Meaning was written by Dr. Viktor Frankl, and he was a Holocaust survivor. He spent three years in Auschwitz, and he lost everything. He had this manuscript that was hidden in his coat, and it was his life's work, everything that he had worked on and studied in his life and he tried to hide it. Finally, it was discovered and he begged them to let him keep it. They took everything though. He, they took it and he was not able to keep it. Um, he eventually lost his whole family, his parents, everybody except for, I think, the exception of a sister who survived. So after the war, he wrote this book called Man's Search for Meaning. I highly recommend it. It's a great book. Part of it definitely is hard because you can't believe you can't believe that it happened. Just the the people treating other people in such a way that they dehumanize them. He talks about how people in prison in Auschwitz also dealt with this, and some of the other Jews also kind of dehumanize the other Jews as they might get uh, some type of uh, leadership or promotion would then turn on other people. Um, really an interesting book, but the good part about this book is he writes how in life we can have meaning in the most miserable circumstances. Now, I can't think of many things worse than being in a concentration camp, being in Auschwitz, and having everything taken away from you, losing everything. I, I just can't imagine it. And not that it's the same thing, but at the beginning of the, this year, I could have never imagined what this year would look like. You know, I had high hopes for 2020. I thought it was going to look a lot differently. I'm sure you did, too. I think a lot of people have had hopes and aspirations and things kind of crushed or at least put on pause. The first week in March, I had a business trip planned to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania for an important meeting. And I was kind of wondering if I should go or not. I'd heard about the coronavirus I wasn't terribly worried. I was kind of isolated to Seattle. You know, life hadn't changed too much. So I, I went on this trip and we didn't know a lot about the coronavirus still. You know, I could have never imagined what it brought. Shortly after I came home, everything got locked down and everything changed. I remember thinking that when they shut down church, so in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they took a proactive approach, not waiting for government to, to shut it down, but uh, they, they shut down the entire church worldwide and stopped having in-person meetings. And I mean, I was shocked when that happened. I thought, wow, I can't believe that's going to happen for, you know, a couple weeks or whatever. I could have never imagined that it would have gone on for months and months and months. We've just started having in-person meetings again here in Washington, and we can only have a 25% capacity. So, you know, it's still not the same. We've started broadcasting. So many things have changed. Um, some of the things are good, though. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. You know, as we've watched this plague sweep over the, the world, the uncertainty has been horrible. That, for me, has been the hardest part. But there have been some really great things to come up out of this. I've had some bright spots in my life. Probably one of the best things has been really just more time with my family, my immediate family who live with me, I should say, because I do have two daughters who live down in Utah, and uh, we haven't been able to travel as much. My mother and my brother and his family and all my friends down in Utah, I miss them a ton. And that's been really hard on me, especially as we're coming into the holidays. And so this 
this year, I'm not going to be able to be with my mom or my daughters for Thanksgiving. And normally we would have gone down to Utah to be with them. And that's tough. And I know that Utah right now is is having a lot of cases with COVID. Their hospitals are being maxed out. And so it's serious there. And so we're, we're not going down there. We're not going to bring back the virus to uh, Port Angeles and especially to Jen's parents who are, are both very vulnerable and high risk. And uh, we've been blessed thus far in Port Angeles not to have a lot of cases overall, especially if you compare to, you know, some major metropolitan areas and, and Seattle. Uh, we're, we're pretty remote out here. We don't have the huge population and we just don't have a lot of people coming and going. They shut down the border. Uh, normally we do have a lot of people from Canada and a lot of tourists coming through. And this summer we did have, you know, I think quite a few tourists come through, but a lot of the camping was shut down. A lot of the national parks were shut down for a while. Out on the coast, a lot of the areas where people like to go and camp have all been shut down. So we did not have the same traffic and and number of people coming from other parts of the world and other parts of the country, other parts of the state. And definitely no one's coming in from Canada because the ferry has been shut down. uh, So no one's coming across the border. Another thing that's been really great has been my Sundays have freed up a lot. So I I am a a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, as I've said many times. Um, I do have a, a calling, which ends up on Sundays taking up quite a bit of time. That's starting to pick up again. But my Sundays during COVID, during the lockdown, all of a sudden, wow, we had the whole Sunday. Sometimes I couldn't believe like Sundays are can be kind of long sometimes. Wow, it's still, you know, it's only three o'clock. We still have a, a full day left. And But I loved our Sundays, um, being able to have church at home with my family, spend time with them. We had a, a lot of uh, great time together. And that, that was actually, that was a, a great part of the lockdown time. Our weekends and evenings didn't have, you know, all the competing activities that normally they would uh, with school and different things, church activities. So again, we just had a lot of time together. It was really nice. I talked about being away from my mom, my dad, my brother, my friends, and my two daughters who live in Utah. Distance does make the heart grow fonder. Just knowing that I wasn't able to jump in the car and go down and see them has been hard. And so I think that I've definitely talk to my mom more often on the phone. We chat more. Uh, we video chat more with my my daughters. Um, not as much as I would like to. I'm talking to you, Julian and Maggie. Julian and Maggie, are you listening? No, they don't listen to this, I'm sure. I don't know if they listen. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say they don't listen. Do you listen? I'm waiting for a text. You give me a text and let me know if you heard this. I haven't had a work travel. Usually during the course of a year, I travel maybe for the past couple of years, I've been traveling uh, every other month for a business trip. Um, I haven't traveled since that trip in March. You know, it's been nice. I mean, there are th- some things that you know, I enjoy getting out and seeing seeing some cool things. But usually, uh, most of the time when I'm out on a business trip, I don't I have a lot of fun, spare time to go do personal things. Occasionally, I'll go see a movie or, or see some type of historical site. But most of the time, I'm just uh, there for a meeting. I'm in and out, and that's that. I have had, during the lockdown time especially, I had more sleep. It was nice. Nothing to me is better than when I go to sleep and I don't have to set an alarm in the morning to wake up. I do love to sleep, and I had a lot of those days during the lockdown time. So during the COVID time, I've more or less been more rested. just felt good about how much sleep I was getting. Uh, I think another good thing has been how video calls have become really normalized. I have video calls quite often. In fact, I had one this morning over uh, Microsoft meetings. Uh, Zoom calls have been really uh, something especially that we've used a lot with uh, our church activities with the youth. Zoom has 
been kind of the regular thing that we have pretty much every week. When I meet together, I work with the teachers quorum, which would be the 14 and 15 year olds, more or less that that age group of, of young men. We have our meetings generally over Zoom. Now that's starting to open up a, a bit. We actually had our very first in-person activity last night at the church and we had to you know, wear masks and social distance. And, uh, but it was great. And you could just see what I really liked about it. You could just see how important that interaction was for those young men. And they were excited to be there. Maybe a year ago, ah, it's church activity, you know, may or may not come. Oh no, not last night. Everybody came. Everyone was there on time. They were excited. You know, we're just playing a couple games, nothing exciting about this, just, you know, kind of a fun activity. But last night they were really, really excited to be there. I could tell. So one neat thing that happened during this year was we had a virtual mission reunion. I can't imagine this would have happened without COVID. During my mission, I had two mission presidents. I came in the year before Elder Neil L. Anderson left. Back then it was President Anderson. And so I had him as my mission president for my first year. And then the second year, I had President Oveson. Both of them were on this uh, virtual mission reunion, and they had every uh, missionary was invited who had ever served in the Bordeaux mission. So I served in the Bordeaux, France mission from 1991 to 1993. Elder Anderson and his wife were there. Um, President Oveson was there. It was great. It was really fun to see everybody, to see all these missionaries. I was able to see many who I knew, and it was great to hear from President Oveson and Elder Anderson. You know, he taught us, he said, life is not easy and it lasts a very long time. And he said, life keeps us challenged. I think that we are going through challenges. He also taught us faith in Christ will carry us through the hard times of life. I really love that that it is our faith in Christ that keeps us going through the hard times. So after this great mission reunion that we had, that was a virtual mission reunion, I thought, oh, you know, we're not going to be able to have any type of family reunion. And I, I miss my family, you know, not just my, my mother and my brother and my dad and my immediate family, my daughters, Julian and Maggie, but all of my extended family. I grew up really close to my aunts and uncles, especially on my uh, mother's side, and they they were around us a lot. We we visited their homes. We had Christmas parties and Thanksgiving and different things with them quite often. I just have great memories of being with my cousins a lot and being with my aunts and uncles. So having a a family reunion was something that we did quite often, and it definitely was not going to happen in 2020. So I thought maybe we could have a virtual family reunion, and we did, and I think it turned out pretty well. A few technical glitches maybe here and there, but overall, I think it was really fun, and it was great to see all my family, and and if any of them are listening, I miss you all. As uh, we have not been able to go to church through the lockdown time, we had sacrament at home, and we would have it with uh, my wife's parents. And they are both high risk with COVID, and it was a neat experience to be able to go up to her parents' house every Sunday, and uh, I would bless a sacrament with her father. To be able to have the sacrament, my son Gavin would pass it to everyone there. He is 15, and will be turning 16 in July. And we never would have had that experience otherwise. It's not very often in church that I have blessed a sacrament. That quite often is done by a priest who might be 16, 17 years old. But I've been able to do that with Jen's father. We did have a few virtual church meetings where we invited our daughter Julian to join us from Provo, Utah. And uh, we even had her speak and had her perform. She has an amazing voice and she sang for us. 
as the patriarch of the home, I decided to call my daughter Emma to be our home primary president. And Emma has done a fantastic job of teaching the younger kids primary. They have had a lot of fun with her as she has uh, had lessons and had songs and had activities for them to do on Sundays. And we recruited Gavin to go back to primary, even though he is well out of uh, primary age years. He uh, went back and he was a good sport and, and joined with them. So she had three students, uh, Camille, Gavin, and Xavier, all all were in her primary. So overall, things have slowed down. You know, one of the things I really like about Port Angeles is things move a little slower here. And that's, that's a compliment for Port Angeles. It's something I really like. You know, not that Salt Lake is like this mega city or anything, but definitely things move slower in Port Angeles. Things are laid back. You know, maybe it's being next to the coast. Maybe it's uh, just being in this this climate. I don't know what it is or just being a small town, but things move a little slower. And then add in uh, COVID to that. Life just moves slower. And there were some really good things about having a simpler life during that time. We have had to get creative with uh, the youth in the ward when we've done our activities. Since they all went virtual, doing these activities over Zoom, we did like photo scavenger hunts. We played a Wheel of Fortune game. We did Book of Mormon trivia. We had the missionaries teach us. We played a game called Who Said It? We did a really cool activity where we did a virtual tour of Carthage Jail. And one of our former ward members was on a mission serving there. And so we were able to see Sister Baker and she gave us a a tour along with the the youth in our ward. So it was really fun. We've saved a lot of money, canceled vacations, stopped going to movies and restaurants. We've only been shopping for necessities and and we didn't even have to go and do our regular back to school shopping. You know, no need for new clothes and backpacks and shoes and all that when the kids were just staying at home and half the time they are in pajamas half the day. Probably need more pajamas what we need. Um, I've had an increase in my, my gratitude. I'm grateful for our home, grateful for a place to live, grateful for the remoteness and the beauty up here in Port Angeles. And uh, I've been grateful for my little business. George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life. I love the part where he wishes Merry Christmas to his business as he runs by. Merry Christmas, old building and loan. You know, that's me. I'm, I'm ha- happy to have my little business and, and I'm grateful for it. I'm just so grateful for family and friends who, who are near and who are far. I am terrible about reaching out and talking to people. And I'm so glad when I get a text or a, a phone call from a friend or a family member just to, to chat. My wife and I, Jen, we were asked to go live in the Netherlands. I had a sister in the ward who I home taught. As a home teacher, you would visit monthly and, and take a, a message. You were just kind of to be there for this person. And she was elderly. Her name was Sister Van Vardehausen. And she told me once as I was visiting with her about her hometown of Rotterdam. So Rotterdam was this great city in Holland. And when she was uh, young, it was, it was completely decimated during World War II. And she talked about how her town and her life and everything was just in rubble. The bombers came and just bombed and bombed and bombed the city until there was nothing left. They absolutely had nothing left. The whole town was just left in rubble. And I can't imagine what that would be like to to lose everything, to have your whole, whole town just decimated. Everything around you to be gone, everything lost. And so many probably who lost lives there as well. 
she said that there was nothing left. And so they just packed up and left Rotterdam altogether. If you go to Rotterdam today, I haven't been for, for many years, but when I went, one thing that I noticed uh, in going into Rotterdam is that the buildings were much more modern than the rest of the, the cities that I had been to in Holland. Um, most of the cities had old cathedrals or maybe a castle or something to give you an idea of how old the the city was. And in Rotterdam, it just looks like a very modern city, like you'd be going into Chicago or New York or Los Angeles. It did not have that historical feel to it. Sister van Vardehausen told me all this, and I, I wonder, how do you move on? You know, Viktor Frankl said, everything can be taken from a person, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, and that is to choose one's attitude at any given set of circumstances. To choose one's way, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. And that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. So I love that. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. It's true. You know, every choice we make takes us on a path going some type of direction. And every time we make a choice, there is a result and, and a consequence. And when we choose our response to a situation, we can grow. So I'm grateful for so much for this year of 2020. It's Sometimes it's hard to, to know what to be grateful for, but I am grateful that I've been able to have eyes open and to see some of the good that's come from it. I'm really happy that we've had so much time together as a family and hey, look, I started a podcast. I mean, <laughs> one good thing that came from it. Well, maybe good. Depends on if you like the podcast or not. So 2020 isn't all bad. Elder Neil L. Anderson said, I hope that when we have settled our concerns about the health of our family, employment, and the disruptions right before us, we will offer a prayer asking, what am I to do? What am I to learn? How am I to grow in this unusual time? Each of us who seeks answers to those questions with sincerity will feel that all the world is in the hands of the Lord. All things are in His control. This life is a time for becoming, not just for experiencing. It is a time of being taught from on high. As we are righteous, compensatory blessings always come, even in the most difficult times of our lives. I do hope that this has brought a little bit of sunshine into your life today. I hope that we've added a little sunshine in your life today. <laughs> oh, I can resist. So until next time, cheers from the Pacific Northwest. Cheers.